0: you bear. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Dos Gringos y Two Latinos. We are four best friends who are here to talk about whatever the hell we want, and you're invited for the ride. I'm your host, Pedro, with... This is Joseph. And Mike. And Dan is not here with us this week. He is off doing family things. I think he's in Colorado or somewhere, visiting someone, his sister probably. Anyway, Iris. he's not here with us so we are missing him this week but hopefully he'll be back next week. Um as we said before in the previous weeks, this season we are <laughs> we have decided as uh, four grown men to follow uh this episode or the this this show called The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and it is on the Bravo network and if you've uh been following our podcast and you've been listening to what we've been talking about with our opinions with the show It's, it's pretty interesting. I don't think uh, the other Real Housewife shows are are like this one because, you know, we've all have some sort of ties to Salt Lake City. I went to school here. I think all of us went to school around the area, but um, we definitely thought it would be funny if we all just had our thoughts and opinions and just shared them with y'all coming from four dudes who are now middle-aged men who have been best friends for a really long time. And, you know, we just want to see what you guys think. and. You want to hear, or we want y'all to hear what we think. So, um, so in this week's episode, I felt like it was one of the calmer one guys. Like it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of, again, I, well, there wasn't a lot of drama, like in the last episode, even though it did bridge in the drama from the last episode in the beginning for a little bit, but there wasn't like a, there wasn't like a full blown fight again on in, in this episode.
1: I mean, everybody's busy with Sundance. I mean, Sundance is like they said, like, you know, the thing of Utah.
0: Mike, let me ask you something. When <laughs> in this episode, I can't remember, I think it was Meredith who said that Sundance was the cultural hub of Utah. And Joe, you can answer this too. But Mike, when when someone asks you, let's say I'm asking you, Mike, I'm visiting Utah. Where where where's the cultural hub in Utah? Uh trick question, I guess.
2: I don't know. What culture?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cultural hub. I, there, so I'm just asking it the, the way that it was portrayed in the show when she said that Park City is the cultural hub of Utah. So, in your guys' opinion, what's the culture? What is the is is Park City the cultural hub of Utah? And if it's not,
2: what is? Or is Look, there? If you're gonna put, if you're gonna pin me in a corner and say there has to be one, I'd say it's Salt Lake City. But um, uh I think for you to be a cultural hub, you have to be putting stuff out into the world. That, and I guess Sundance is pretty rad. Like a cool thing, what they yeah, do. I mean, but the other thing that you don't understand about Sundance is it's not just a Park City thing. It's they've got stuff going on up all the way up in Ogden. They got stuff going up, going right. on all the way down, and Sundance itself isn't even in Park City. So. It's just a weird little thing, but it it is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, I.
1: Go ahead, Joe. No, I was gonna say so. Like cultural hub, like let's let's take this in a couple different directions. You got, you know, the cultural hub of the Mormon Church, which is a huge cultural thing out there, and that's that's obviously Salt Lake City. They got their, uh, their their main temple, their office building, their tabernacle, and that giant ass conference center they built. They got museums too. Oh, and and their mall and their mall can't forget their mall um and so like that is the mormon cultural hub right there if you're talking about maybe in the sense what heather was saying was how like she gets to see things she doesn't regularly get to see in utah like people from different cultures are coming in and um like people that just you know don't practice the way like mormons practice out there and stuff like that So, you know, in a sense, um, yeah, Park City kind of is that cultural, hub. not just for Sundance, though, because it also pulls in like the ski crowd and stuff like that. But if you're talking about like pulling in cultures, then you also have to consider, well, Zion National Park. Like, I'm sure you guys have been down there and you see people from all over the world there. Just like I've never seen such a mix of like people from everywhere in one place except for down there in Zion. So that is a cultural hub.
0: That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I I I've been to Moab a couple times, and when I go down in Moab, there's people from Germany down there, you know, doing hikes or whatever, or, or going on mountain biking uh, expeditions or tours or whatnot. So, yeah, you're right. Like that, I didn't think about that. Southern Utah is a big draw to just people from all over the world, for sure.
1: Yeah, you know what's really crazy is down there. Um, my wife's like grandparents' childhood home. That's like been in the family you know for generations or whatever uh is down there and still they have it and so they go down there um to visit the national parks but not too far from there like these people i think built like this german bakery and they're from they're like from germany and like you know they immigrated and it's like crazy delicious and because of um they have like that specific cultural thing there a bunch of like dutch people a bunch of german people seek out that specific bakery so that was really cool too and it's like in the middle of like podunk fuck nowhere
2: like Dude, absolutely that place, nowhere. i've been there that place is so good oh and okay. it, it's so much fun it's it's hold it's up where so is rad. this what is it it's on 89 state route 89 on your way down to 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 like moab and saint george yeah, it's that way so you know, like you know where huh. that post office
1: is right over there too no so like like well if mike knows there there's like a post office it's oh. so like <laughs> Liz's grandma's house is like you know a little bit down from that post office Basically, Liz told me some story about like, her getting in trouble chasing a pig to the post office or something like that. Wait, we what town
0: is this? It. I don't know. Is this <sighs> Blanding?
2: What is the name? Nah, nah. It's, it's like by Laverkin. It's got like a weird name, and you're like, where is that from? And no one knows, but it's, it's Utah.
1: I can't, uh, for the life of me, I can't remember right now. <laughs>
2: wow.
0: Yeah, I didn't even know that. Okay, then. Okay, cultural hub down there in. I had no idea about the German uh, bakery down there.
1: Yeah. So like, you know, just interesting. Um, but I I think, you know, that Park City does have a claim to being a cultural hub of Utah, but I wouldn't say it is like the only or the cultural right. Cause Utah is just so much. There's just so much in Utah.
0: Yeah. And and, that, and that's what was that. Was, that's what irked me is that when she said that Park City was a, the cultural hub of Utah. Sure. During Sundance. Yeah, probably. Cause you're right. It does attract a lot of people from everywhere. But in my opinion, I would not say like that's the cultural hub of Utah. It's just to me it's not. But yeah, I
2: mean, you dance. see who
1: she went home with.
2: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. So we we need we we need to back up here for a sec. Okay, that place is in order that place is in Orderville, Utah. Yeah, oh, I know yeah, where that order, is. Yeah. Around that area. So Sorry. are you saying that was his family's from from Orderville?
1: Okay, do you know the Bundy family, Clive and Bundy, like the ones that stormed the Idaho Capitol, also the ones that had the standoff with the federal government? Yeah. Those are Liz's distance cousins.
2: Oh, Nellie. Yep,
1: yep. So yeah,
2: yep. I actually, I have a lot of, like, I'm really interested in Orderville because Orderville is like, in by name, is known, but also in practice was like a city that lived under the united order meaning like quaker kind of nonsense like like living like all things in common kind of thing and everyone we
0: need need to make this an episode because i don't know anything about that
1: yeah we can find out probably ask liz's mom she knows all sorts of stuff I sat in a um, a car ride with them one time when we were like doing for her mom's birthday and we went driving around to like different, like historical family spots. And we went over to Orderville and she was telling some stories about it. And I, I can't remember all of them because it was a lot, but it was pretty interesting because it was like a family history tour of like Liz's um, ancestors that lived down there in Utah. Cause I guess they helped settle some of the land in some places and they had like a bunch of sheep herds and stuff like that. So pretty cool.
2: No, it's like a, Seriously, like everyone just throws all their money in a, in a pot. They throw all of their property in a pot, and they all live all. It's like a Mormon kibbutz. Nice back in yeah. the back in the day, and I, I mean, they it was in the middle of nowhere, and it's pretty noble what they tried to do. It's insane, but I mean, if that's what you think is going to save the world by. Cloistering up and sharing everything that you have with other everyone else, which is mind blowing. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's well, interesting. That is interesting. I need to.
1: Oh, uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, we should. We should. Uh, we should check that out and, and talk about it sometime. Yeah, we should for sure.
2: And obviously, like it's it's not there. It's nothing perfect. Um, I mean, it, like you think about it, and like late. 1800s a bunch of white pilgrims pioneers shacked up in this like canyon t- town in south central Utah anyways
0: oh that's really interesting I, w- I would love to do a future episode on that I didn't know it I, I don't know any history about southern Utah really that much that's that's freaking cool Um huh that's some culture right there. Shoot. Screw Park City.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. You know, but she was just looking for some some cultured dick.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't believe she. Well, can I believe it that she went home? You know, I want to get to Heather in a little bit because I have some serious issues with her. Like, remember, remember, guys, a couple episodes I asked you if you like, can like if you have like, if you can relate to one of the characters at all. And like, mm-hmm. I slightly was like, yeah, I can relate to Jen in this sense. And now after this episode, I can't relate to anybody. I just cannot like I can't um, oh the whole well I, I don't know man there was a lot of things that I just kept shaking I mean I shake my head a lot at this show but this past episode I did shake my head a lot at a couple things like one when I think it's Mer- I think it's Meredith no or is it or Lisa I can never tell the two apart but whoever had all the Sundance things going on and she was like they both I don't, I don't, I, don't I don't have time for my children if my children call me like oh, I don't that answer was, the phone. That was Lisa. I don't, Oh my god! I was like, no, 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 no. If I
1: don't know, if your children need. Okay, so yeah, I was gonna say like, if your children need you, I think you should be there for your kids. Absolutely. I think also though, if you are committed to a huge event such as Sundance Film Festival, happens once a year, then I think you need to do a better job of preparing your children for that small bit of absence and maybe treat it more like a vacation for them rather than just not paying attention to them. They have a babysitter. Like, you got money. You can make that situation better, you know. It's okay, it's okay if you you're busy and you're working for that, especially if you're you know doing all you can on the other times. Yeah, but you got to make it better. You got to do better yeah. than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. To sit there and brag about how you're so busy and you don't have time for your kids, like nobody, nobody, no, right? Like,
1: well,
0: like no one's looking up to you. That's not you're not being a role model.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, that that's not a flex.
0: Like, no, exactly. You, know, you imagine.
1: Not, exactly. You get to family court and they replay that shit you are fucking screwed right period
0: right right that was not a cool flex it wasn't like you said it wasn't a flex at all yeah i had a big problem with that
1: um no, and her you know and, and you know let's be honest about her parties though that shit looked whack as fuck the fucking uh mcdonald's ass party uh where you had to go in and peel your sticker off and they had that whack-ass dj okay but did you see the do- have you have y'all watched the documentary for that mcdonald's
0: Uh, documentary i think i asked y'all to watch it a while ago oh
1: yeah i watched it because you told me to
0: very good very very good good. that was one of my favorite documentaries and it doesn't
1: surprise me it doesn't surprise me mormons were behind that too
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right they were they were behind it yep scandalous that's crazy i mean not to spoil it for everyone but if you played monopoly back in the 90s and you never won well there's a reason why you never won because
1: yeah Yep, just scary. just watch it. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Mike, have you seen it at all or no?
2: Nah. Mm. Highly
1: recommend it. What's I'll funny? Have to is- watch
2: it with my dad. My dad is so addicted to the McDonald's Monopoly. Well, he's gonna be mad. He would
1: love it. He
2: yeah, he will be. Yeah, mad. He'll,
1: he'll love it. But like, by the end of it, I was so disappointed in how addicted I am to McDonald's now because of that Monopoly's game.
0: Yeah. Yep. I love McDonald's. Me too their breakfast is the best but anyway um Uh, yeah you're you're, like you were saying yeah that that party looked kind of meh the um but the party that the house parties that they have look awesome like they had that party at the lady who owns park city live and i was like whoa nice (laughs) but how did you not get a better dj (laughs) like you you
1: (laughs) own park city live it's probably a friend or something
0: for those who aren't listening who are listening and you're like what the hell is a park city live park city Live is a music venue out over in Park City on Main Street. Um, I've been to a lot of shows there since college up till now. I've I've gone there during Sundance to see some of my favorite artists. Before it used to be called Harrios back in the day and then I think it went under new ownership and now it's called Park City Live. But anyway, the owner of Park City Live had a party, had a house party, and it looked pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. It looked awesome on the uh, on the show this
1: week. The house was immaculate. It was pretty awesome. It was huge. There's tons of people in it. It looked really nice. It was like up in the mountainside and everything. But like real talk, you remember when I told y'all that story about how I met that dude, that cowboy dressed in suede at a party? And yeah, he I do. Was, said he was the owner. He was the owner of Park City Live, right? And he had his assistant come up to me to give him his card. All right, check this. I flipped my shit when they flipped to that scene in their house. In the house of the owner of Parks, the lady. They didn't show the dude right. for some reason, but uh-huh. I don't know. But the assistant was there. And it's really Jen's sister or brother.
2: <gasps> oh.
1: No I was way. like, holy shit, it's him. And then they introduced it as Jen's sister. And I was like, no fucking way, or Jen's brother. And I was just like, this is fucking insane. No way. That's cool. So yeah, (laughs) for real. Way I was just like, ah, damn, that's crazy. And so because and it was crazy. He was he was getting buses to take people back to his house to party. But I I didn't go with them because like it was already like three thirty in the morning, and like you know I was getting a little tired, and I wasn't ready to go party with an old man. But damn, that was probably the place he was taking everybody back to. Yep, you probably would have met Jen back then, (laughs) (laughs) right? Crazy. So yeah, yeah, that was uh nice. You know, Sundance is a good ass time. Like it I is. really enjoyed Sundance. Um, you know, I got to see a couple films there. I, you know, I met a ton of people there. Like when we talked about like celebrities we met and stuff. And I remember, uh, man, I, I wish you know, I hope you know, I hope one day I come back, and make it out for another Sundance again. And you know, we should all go together or something, see a couple movies and something, see we get to one of those uh parties.
0: Yeah, we went. Oh, I think two years ago, my wife and I went up there to just see if we can get into some free movies. And I think we saw two movies up in park city. I can't tell you what movies they were. I think one, one was a real trippy movie. I, it was really weird. Uh, I mean, a lot of them are trippy, right? But then we came back to salt Lake and we got into the Apollo 13, not Apollo. Yeah, no, no, not Apollo 13. I'm sorry. Apollo 12 movie where they showed like high definition footage from like the launch all the way to the moon landing or whatever. It was awesome. Awesome. I thought it was awesome. I mean, and that was at Salt Lake. I think it was at Salt Lake Community College's auditorium in in Salt Lake City down. Sorry. Well, for those who don't know, like the main campus of Slick is located in uh, Taylorsville, but there's another campus in Salt Lake. Huh? You said Slick? Yes. So the main campus, I think, is Salt Lake Community College. So I didn't know my bad. Yeah, yeah, you know, you good. Uh, So there's the Slick main campus in Taylorsville, and then there's a Slick in Salt Lake City. We went to the one in Salt Lake City. And the auditorium's huge, and it was completely sold out. Completely sold out. And we sat in the free line, and you know we we got tickets. But I geeked out because, I mean, the quality was incredible. It was like holy crap, like the Moon Landing. Like I don't know. It was up. I geeked out on it, but it was it was really cool to go up there and just stand in line and try to get you know standby tickets and get in for free to some of these showings. And yeah, it, it it's fun.
1: Bruh, I'm jealous AF yeah I,
0: I don't think i would love i would have seen that we we went up there um and there was definitely a ton of celebrities we just did not recognize people because we would be walking and like some people would run up to this someone in front of us and someone would be like oh i loved you and whatever and then we're like oh thank you thank you and i'm like who the hell is that like i don't know like just keep on yeah, walking would be I have like no that. idea yeah right but it's definitely not my scene. It was not my scene.
1: <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I don't know. It, it it's a lot of fun. Like I, I you know me. I like crowds. I like people. I like big things that just have a lot of things going on. Yeah, me too. So yeah. So me you too. know, being stuck, stuck with COVID, you know, no gatherings and shit like damn, I'm bored. Yeah, it does suck. That's why it's it's kind of
2: hard hey. to watch some of- Oh sorry. Did you guys see that for Sundance this year they're going to just be streaming it? Oh interesting.
0: Do you, I wonder how I haven't looked I haven't seen that but I wonder now that you mentioned that or say that. I wonder how they're going to get people to pay like is it just going to be free for everyone or do you have to have like a membership or something?
2: I don't know but like my biggest complaint with Sundance is that like you you don't have a really good idea of what you're walking in on like I literally walked in on a movie and there was like 10 different rapes during it. And rapes? that was all, it was like, yeah, it was, wow. it was just like a, it was done by like an African cinematographer and it followed the, it was, it was sort of like Memento where the, just lots of memories. And it was this memory uh-huh. of this woman just getting raped. Over and, oh. over and over and wow. over. Like, well, this is something. And yeah. afterwards everyone was like, Oh bravo, bravo. This is so <laughs> so thought provoking. And you have to sit there just and 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 eat it up and be like, Yeah, this is uh, something. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I would say, like, I mean, I've walked in on dong. And titties, but not rape.
2: Yeah, yeah. rape was.
1: <laughs> That's too much.
2: Yeah, but then again, mm. the same year I I went and saw Whiplash. Did you guys ever see that? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the one that, that won. The one, Oscar? That was Best of Fest at Sundance, and it was really good. Yeah, that, that was with uh, J.K. Simmons, right? That's yep. right. Yeah, that movie was really good. But if they're like streaming them and you say you pay like a hundred bucks to, to watch anyone you want, that's well worth oh. it. Yeah. Yeah. But like you I said, don't, you... I don't know how, what the structure is on it though.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That'll be interesting. But like you said, you do have to be, <laughs> you have to, you have to read the synopsis because you, you might be walking into something that you think is going to be, or, or you might be walking into something you have no idea what it's going to be about. And you're just, you might be shocked
1: or you might be pleasantly surprised. You're right. I mean, sometimes that synopsis don't even do it justice though. They just be pulling stuff out of nowhere because Yo, it's, you know, art or some shit.
0: So we we went to go see a movie. Now that you mentioned it, I know we're getting a little off topic from the show, but this is Sundance related. So whatever. We went to go see this movie. Um, and we read the synopsis, and it was about this girl who was burned by she had an acid burn on her half of her face. And it was from like an ex-boyfriend or whatever who had was getting who got revenge on her and like burned half of her face with acid. So we're like, oh, like that might be interesting, and you know what? Like it was pretty good for a good minute, but then it got like real trippy. Like it, it got like I don't know. There was like people flying around and shit, and like, it, like she was having like visions of stuff. And I was like, you know what? Okay, now nah, you lost me. Here comes the artistic side of the of the director, and uh, now nah, you lost me. I'm I am no longer interested. But you know, and some people like that stuff, like you know. But I I did not. I don't remember the name of the of the movie. If I can maybe I'll Google it later and, and uh, send you all over in our text chain. But I, yeah, that was a movie where I looked at Steph and she looked at me and we we're like, um, now it got weird. <laughs> yeah. Y'all
1: must've missed the dude handing tabs of acid on your way in or something. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I remember I saw this one Sundance film short and it was really weird. It was like, uh, it was, it was a short film. So it was, I think it was like maybe 15, 20 minutes, something like that. But So it's like dude's birthday, his wife's sick in bed and he's all like trying to convince her to have sex and he's getting turned on by the fact that she has a fever and she's kind of like, you know, she's not like mad about it, but she's sick and she's like, oh, just leave me alone, you know, whatever. And then, you know, through like his little play talk, he kind of like gets her kind of thinking like into it but then he says something stupid and then like they start arguing. And then so he gets up and he like leaves. And then so she like takes her temperature and she goes to the door and yells down the hallway her temperature. And it was like something like loud. And I was like, Oh my God. And that was the end of the film. It was all like, you know, that (laughs) I was like, what did I watch? (laughs) But you know, that's the fun of Sundance. You know, you just, it's really the crap shoots of movies. So if we really want to get
0: back to, um, because in, in the episode, Heather talks about, like, you know, being Mormon and, like, you know, it's so conservative, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you a story when I was in college. Like, this is when I first – when I well, not my first, I'm sorry. When I, when I went to school again in, like, 2007, I came back to school. So I told my roommates, like, yo, let's go to Sundance. Like, you know, I told them all about the, you know, waiting in line or whatever. Like, you can catch free movies. And they're like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. So we, they invited some girls up there, too, to come with us. So we had gone – we were riding, like, two two or three cars deep up to Park City. So we get there, and we go to this little deli shop or whatever, and we start looking at you know the synopsises, synopsis, synopsises. I don't know. We start looking at that and seeing like what movie we're going to go see, and this one girl goes, "Um, I don't see like the ratings on these movies." And I looked at we and I looked at her. And even my roots were looking. At her, and we're like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, like what are these movies rated?" Like this one says unrated, and I was like, "They're all unrated. Like none of these movies have a rating." She's like, well, they're
1: not mainstream films.
0: Yeah. So she's like, are they all rated R? I'm like, I don't know. Like they could be like, they don't have a rating. Like we just go watch a movie. Like it's, it's a movie. She ruined our night because she refused to go see any of the movies. So we just left
1: her ass in the car.
0: We, you know, knowing what I know now, well, we already out in the street, we're on main Street Cause we, we had to park at one of those parking weights or parking rides and we took the bus in. So we couldn't just, I mean. Knowing what I know now, I probably would have just left her out in the cold. We should have just left her out in the cold and be like, well, we're going to go watch this movie. But Mm -hmm. back then, we're like, oh, okay. Like, you can go back. So we didn't even go see a movie. We went and had a, you know, $12 sandwich with a pickle on the side and a drink. And then we went back to Salt Lake City. Because this girl and her friends were like, it's unrated. Like, we don't know. No. So there you go, listeners. Like Who brought them? Who brought them? I don't know. One of my roommates. I couldn't tell you who. This was, you know, what, 14 years ago? 15, 14, 13 years ago? I don't remember, but yeah, I was still. very annoyed. I was like, what do you think we're doing up here? Like, it's Sundance. You uncultured swine? Like, what'd you think was going to happen? So, yeah, we didn't see any movies that year. We just made a U-turn on back.
1: I Man, you could have put them on, like, 19 different shuttle buses back to Salt Lake City. And paid like 20 bucks and they'd have been high yeah for real but
0: anyway going back to the show um so they had sundance there was a fashion show which was in park city live i know i remember i i saw the interior. It's like oh i was like that's where i that's where i stand when i go when i go to shows (laughs) that's where they put the barricades up but um that was interesting uh what's her faces son was in the show, and honestly, I think he was just acting like a real spoiled brat the whole entire time, in my opinion.
1: Holy shit, time the fuck out. Okay, you know, I don't like this dude as it is, right? I know. So he's gonna sit there and talk about, I don't know why I got this. Okay, I know it's because of my mom, bro. Yeah, it's because your mom, and you know what? Show some fucking respect. Like, how are you gonna show up 45 minutes late to your first show? Like, honestly, if I was, like, putting together my first show or some shit, I'd have been there at, like, 9 fucking a.m. in the morning, made sure everything was, like, in fucking pristine order, and then chill until I need to get ready again, and then got ready again. But, like, who knows what he's—he spent his time doing his own makeup. They had makeup people there, and he just—like, whatever. It looked okay. It wasn't like it was outstanding. He's no James Charles. It was just, like, basic-ass makeup. So, like, dude, get your shit together— Get your ass on time to your gigs, or are you just gonna be a fuck up your entire life. His his privilege
0: was on full display. His privilege display. was on full display, like, and it was, oh, I it, it made me throw up in my mouth and then swallow it again.
1: Full mad, big mad. Like you get you get to be in what they are calling a historical event you know the first park <laughs> Fit city fashion week so fine you know what if you guys want to set park city history doing that but like bro at least appreciate that you're part of something and it's big because there's gonna be a lot of big celebrities there and get your shit together like act professional and the whole fa- oh oh okay hold up the whole fucking thing he was like mom can you call for me and tell him i'm gonna be late bitch bitch no, and she told him, she's like, I'm not calling for you It's not professional I have like your mother to call Yeah, like, about time, Meredith, stand up to your little bitch-ass kid And then he was like, do you think it's okay If I text her and ask her it's okay if I'm late Motherfucker You have no idea how the real world works At fucking all Oh my god, that that pissed me off to no end But
0: mm. I mean, he's still mm. a teenager, right? I, I, like, I mean, we should give cut him a little yeah, bit of slack oh. But 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 <sighs> Joseph, tell us how you really feel. Machoka motherfucker. <laughs> my goodness. Oh yo yo. Oh yeah.
1: I'm just saying, you know, like, okay, fine. He's a kid, cut him some slack, and you know, but still, my God, like, and you see that shit he was designing. Did you see those fucking red and white straps that were all over everything that had his name on it? Don't nobody want to wear red and white straps with your name on their shoes and on their pants and on their chones and shit? Fuck out of here.
0: (laughs) Unless your name is Tom Ford.
1: I mean, he's no Duluth.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
1: I'm just saying, so like, yeah, I'm there sorry. Was, he made me mad again. And I was I was. Ah. Yeah. What would you was, to say, though?
0: No, there was something that happened in the screening. at Was it at Jen, I think it was at Jen's house that kind of that kind of ticked me off. I don't remember what it was anymore, though. Um, Shoot. Like they showed the move. They showed it to the movie. And it was something that she said that just really irked me. Like it really, really irked me, but I don't remember what it was anymore. I, I was, I, I was, I meant to take notes, but I was. <laughs> when I watch mm-hmm. this show, I'm usually watching it when my kid's taking a nap, and I'm in there with him, like as he's lying on my chest napping, and I have the phone nice. like literally on me, like I'm. Just watch, that's when I usually watch the show. But ah, I totally forgot to take notes. But something happened there that really just ah made me really upset, and I just can't remember what it is anymore.
1: Um, hmm. I mean. I'm trying to remember. She was kind of like being condescending to some people, but I can't remember exactly the situations. But I was just like, "Ugh, whatever, Jen."
0: Yeah, I think it was when she was talking to like the producers or someone or the the people who made the move the the film or something. I don't remember, but it was yeah. just. I know yeah. you know what I think. I remember what it was now. I think what what I got upset, and this is not a fault of anyone. It's just being me, this is me, but and and I understand why they didn't. I wanted to hear more about the documentary because it sounded like they were tra- tackling like. Um, um, racial injustices or, or, or racial issues or tensions or something like that. And yeah, I wanted it to hear more. Like that. And that's, that's just me. I just, I just got mad because I wanted to hear more and I understand why they didn't because you just, it's, you know it's an hour long show, but that was just something that made me yep. mad, but that's, that's yeah, whatever. That's just me.
1: Yeah. Uh, I bet we could look it up. We should look it up.
0: Yeah. But was anyone shocked when Heather bounced with the black dude?
1: Um, did you not hear her talking about, I'm a cougar and I need to pounce? Hell no, I was not shocked. And she was looking for her culture, remember? This is why
0: I dislike Heather now. A lot. Like, a lot. Now? Now? Uh, <laughs> no, well, a, a lot. Okay, a lot. Like, not, not not that I dislike her now. I mean, a lot now. And, and it's not because she'd left with a black dude. It's because and maybe the producers edited this edited this to create some sort of outrage but she like you said she was looking for culture quote unquote okay and i've gotten to the point and this happened like towards the end of the episode i've gotten to the point where i don't want her every time she makes an excuse for the way that she, no no let me time out let me re- rewind when she talks about her upbringing or talks about why she has so many issues with dating it's always back to the same excuse, and it's, she's beating a dead horse because of her Mormon history. It's always going back to that. And listen, I understand. I understand that people who have left the 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 the, 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 uh, the Mormon Church, yeah, like I understand there's some issues there, but maybe it's time to deal with them. Like I don't yeah, know, there like comes, there comes a point, you, like if you keep beating the dead horse saying like well I'm this way because I was Mormon. I can't get married again because I was Mormon. Or I I I put Botox in my lips because I was Mormon. Uh no. No that that you're beating a dead horse. Like and and I think it was what's her name who lives in, in Daybreak. Um she had told her like yo you're making excuses like you keep making excuses for stuff and you just need to move mm-hmm. on. You need to live your life like no. move on and 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 you know I'm not saying that homegirl from daybreak is like the Leading example of moving on. But you know what? She did. She, it it looks like, from my point of view, from what I've seen so far, and what are we in episode six? Um, yeah, uh, she's moved on. Like, she's just like, she doesn't let it run her life anymore. And that's fine. That's totally fine. But the way Heather says it, to me, it's just like, I don't like you anymore. You're beating the dead horse. Like, stop it. Like, just stop. Move on. You know what? Move on. Pick up your kids, pick up your house, and move to like New York City. Move move to Greenwich Village. Move somewhere else. Go to, I don't know, shit. I don't know. Move to New Jersey. Move to Chicago. Move <laughs> to LA. Who cares? Go somewhere else. Because, or, well, if you want to keep staying and living in Draper, wherever the hell you live, you know what? Find some help. Find some help so you can move on.
1: Yeah. That's that, my that's cue. That's, that's, I mean, no, nah, you, ain't, you ain't wrong, though. Like, if you notice, she's still she's still holding on to the church and that's why she can't move on because remember she was talking to kids, you guys going to church on Sunday, even though they ain't been to church in forever, right. but she's still holding on to the idea that they're going to go. And so, you know, she's talking about how she still hides that she drinks alcohol from her family. I mean, she probably don't now cause she's on TV and shit, but you know, so she's, she's really trying to live that double life and you, you can't live a double life. You have to, you have to identify your true self. And I think she's been working on that and she thinks she's getting there, but she, I think she came to that realization, like when she was talking with Whitney, like you were saying, because Whitney was all she's like, I see, you know, um, what does she call it? Like pure happiness or some shit like that, or you're pure living yourself. And like, you know, because her husband was doing body shots off her and like, you know, they was all grinding on the party bus and shit like that. And so like Heather was mad jealous about it. And she doesn't feel like she can be that person. But what it's because she's still holding on to that past too much. And she's really just got to. Axe that shit, let it go, and decide that she's gonna be the woman that she wants to be.
0: Yeah. So there's a, there's a couple things, Mike. You have Mike I haven't heard her for Mike for a while. Mike, you have any thoughts?
2: <laughs> no, totally agree. Have you live your live your life. Yeah, just go. Like man. supposedly you, you're you're a successful person. Supposedly you're a woman of means. Ain't nobody holding you back. Go do your thing. Right. Who cares what everyone else thinks?
0: Yeah. And I I think she does care what everyone else thinks. And I think that's the problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I said, it's just beating the
1: dead horse. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. It's unfortunate. But like, I don't know what to tell her. I don't know what to do. You know, you, you just have to make that decision, you know, uh, like, like when they tell you to uh, join the church to take that leap of faith, well, you don't know, take the leap of faith out. Bye.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. So let me, let me go to my next, to this next point that I, that I had to think about. Cause I had to check my privilege. Like I've been like, I know it's an entertainment, but since we are doing a podcast and we're, you know, four dudes who are uh, giving our opinions, I I try to check my privilege because I'm like, you know, I can't be judging these these women too harshly because I am a male, like, and I live in Utah and I carry a, a very heavy dose amount of privilege, even though I am a person of color, but I am a male in Utah and I identify as a straight male. So I kept thinking to myself, like, okay, like, why are all these ladies, like, ejecting themselves with stuff and, and clearly have had plastic surgery done? And I kept thinking back to like, you know, sociology, right? Like going back to like when you're first born. Like, when a little girl's born, you know, I don't know if they do this now, but back in the day, you know, you little girl's born, accessories. Like, why? Why, why do they put a flower, a little flower on, 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 a, on a baby girl's, you know, around her head? Like, what what purpose does it serve? You know? really? Like, okay, right. Like, they're, they're, like but it, there's no, like, functionality for it. Like we're like, dudes, no, no. like we're, we're used to having clothes for us being like, well, there's a reason why there's, you know, five pockets on my pants because I'm going to work. Like, this is a, this is a carpenter's pants. Like, this is what I do. Like, if you go get, like, if you look at women, like most pants, like at least dress pants don't have pockets in them or, or dresses and skirts. They don't have pockets. And for us, like dudes, like imagine like we put on a suit and there's no pockets in it. You'd be like, well, where'd I put my keys? Like, what do, you, what do you mean? I got no pockets. Like, where where I put my wallet. Like, you know, you thinking of stuff like that. Like there's there's in certain societies in many societies it's been ingrained into a lot of, of of females like you have to look a certain way you have to accessorize or else you won't be accepted in you know by the opposite set by the opposite sex or by anybody like you won't be accepted in society and as i'm watching the show i keep checking myself like hold up okay before you start making fun of why homegirl's side of her lips won't move think about things right like is this the fault of a predominantly male society? Like what's what, what, I don't know, you know, like it's, it's something I've kind of fought with as I've been watching this whole show and been thinking about it before I start judging too harshly. And I, and I I'll admit I am judging very harshly. Like I, but I check myself, you know, on on the serious side of things like entertainment wise, I'm like, yeah, whatever, like judge away. Like if y'all, if y'all don't want to be judged and y'all shouldn't have been on the show, but in reality, like real life, you know, I'm checking myself all the time.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, you're absolutely uh, spot on. Like the male dominance has set the standard for women in society for so long that it just like, it's a super sexist thing. Like, I mean, you you look at like, um, oh, I think what is it called? The best shell test. So if you look at a movie or a TV show, And there are two female characters and they have a conversation that does not include uh, conversating about a male, then it passes the Bessel test. But if you if you try and apply this to a lot of things you watch, you're going to find that most things fail. There is hardly ever a scene where two women are speaking and not speaking about a male character.
0: Huh. I didn't think about that. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So it's like it's a very dominant, dominant function That's that i wild. think has absolutely had had an effect on uh you know our our psyche you know the people's psyche in society
0: well even i wish i wish hr dan was here <laughs> because he could talk more Unreal. about this maybe like thinking about like in the workforce you know when you look at people who have or companies and organizations that have dress codes who made the dress code like who's the person in more I, I mean, I don't want to make a blanket statement and say, like, it's always a man who makes it, but I would assume, and my professional career has allowed me to believe that in most cases, it's was written by a man at some point. At some point, there was a dude who was like, oh, no, 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 we can't have this in the office. You know? Mm. Like, uh, uh, and again, it all comes down to goodness. It's just, oh, man, society's toe up. It's messed up. Yeah. And then we just end up sitting down and watching a show about a bunch of women who fight over hospital
2: smell. <laughs> <laughs> so if y'all are wanting to talk, do a little deep dive into it, I think that the, the real hypocrisy of Real Housewives series is that it's produ- executive produced by the world's like most idiotic person ever. And I don't know, and that might be uh, unfair, but like what limited exposure I have to the dude makes me really question everything in this series. And I don't even know what his name is. I just know that he just loves like being the center of attention of everything and talking about, and putting these people in compromising situations and seeing what they do with it. Mm. Yeah. And I, it it, like, it gets back to like, everyone loves Ellen or used to love Ellen, but look at her like long list of producers on the show. She's got like eight dudes, mid middle-aged white men producing her show. Dang, Hmm. and like the same the same thing goes for this one. Like, who's producing all this crap? Yeah, that's a
1: good point.
2: And very good point. I, I I mean, props to the the women like trying to do something. But seriously, in what function? Like, in how are how is this show being produced? Like, I I can't help but think that like. Okay, so how is society telling these people that this show should, should, a, should actually happen? Like the housewife is a very like male-dominated term, and that's yeah. where like the the TV show itself is like inherently sexist. Yes, mm-hmm. like, and like the fact that these roles that they're portraying. Like that ain't no modern woman role. Well, I guess that that's the other thing, though. Is like, I, I was reading an article the other day, and that like that's why it was a it was a Salt Lake Tribune article on Lisa Barlow about how her how she's being Mormon, how she's Mormon two point oh, and that was the reason why she decided to do it is that she felt like she she was doing uh, that she she was a good example for for a new kind of life for women that like, look, she's, she's a boss lady. She's, she's got her kids and her husband and she's sort of paved her own path in life. And like, she's not going to let anything define what she, who she is and who she isn't, which is also sort of like meta feminism kind of stuff because like, okay, well, you're just responding to what society tells you to be as a woman. So now you're just doing everything and being everything unto everyone. And it's like, well, I don't know that maybe, and that's something that Carly struggles with a lot. She's she's like, Carly's a boss. Like she, she works her butt off and she also has to figure out, she also really wants to be an amazing mom. And she wants to run her own business and she wants to be really a good friend to everyone. And she also wants to have family dinner like every night. And she also wants to do this and that, and this and that. And it's like that, that ain't the, that ain't what, what you're it's supposed not, to be shooting feasible. for either. Yeah. It's, and it's so it, it, the real housewives, just the, just the context of the show is just, I don't know. It's a challenge. And I, obviously as a white male, I'm not the one to really say what it should or shouldn't be. I just would hope that people approach it, like really asking me these, these questions, you know?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that That's a man. That was really awesome. I, yeah, I, I hear all of that. I just—I I also wonder too how many folks approach the show with with questions like that. But I am led to believe <laughs> that most folks, this is their guilty pleasure of TV. Um, you know, it's—it's it's not my guilty pleasure. It's not like—and we've said this before. It's not my cup of tea. But you know, I am trying to be uh, um, just objective about the whole thing and just seeing it as a bigger picture of how this is. Ooh wild (laughs) for lack of better words (laughs) wild so what do you think guys like it looks like there's what three episodes left in the season um do you guys see this show going on
1: for another season um you know as much as I enjoy the petty drama I'm having a hard time seeing how they carry this uh I don't think the, the Meredith Seth relationship drama carries it. I I definitely don't think the, the Mary and Jen you smell like hospital fight carries it. And like you said, um Heather is is now becoming a trope. She she's like it's like, yeah, we get it, lady. You know, you're you're struggling with your, your Mormonism, but like what else? You know, what what you know, I feel like so we, maybe, you know, and maybe it's just the producers or maybe something's wrong. But we haven't gotten really deep into these people there's nothing that is really sticking because honestly if like they said today that they weren't gonna show the last two episodes that are listed I'd be like oh well that was fun and you know I wouldn't be like oh shit really I'm not gonna see what's coming up next because I don't feel like anything that they're driving home right now is really sticking me you know I, I do want to see uh fucking drunk ass Meredith Hubs and cry again just because he's a bitch but You know, I could live without that, too.
0: Right. Like for me, uh, same thing. There's nothing that's really carrying the show where I'm like, man, I can't wait till next week to see what happens. Like for a while, when 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 Mary and Jen were having their fights, I was like, ooh, I can't wait for the next one. I hope somebody fights somebody. No, like nothing happened. It's just the same old over and over and over again. I like Jen i hate jen i will you know coming from mary like mary would be like i right. like jen I, and then jen same thing i apologize to her i didn't apologize to you i never said that i did say that no i didn't ever said that like it's just oh my gosh I, I can't keep up with this um and it's not I, I, interesting like it's nothing that i'm like i can't wait to see what happens next same thing with uh well yeah lisa and meredith there's nothing in their story where i'm like well i can't wait to see what happens next like if there was like a i don't know like if her business was like failing or something and she was like working and trying to like, you know, build her business back up or her image. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably be interested in seeing how she does that, but there's nothing. It's just party after party after party. Um, You know, and I, I gosh, I forgot her name again. The girl who lives in daybreak. What's her name? Whitney. Um, who's 30 years old. Yeah. Whitney. In the beginning of the whole season, when there was like these rumors that she was a swinger, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I want to hear all about this. This is juicy. No nothing and maybe she is maybe she ain't but nothing it's just there's no there's nothing that i'm interested in like it's just like all right and and this is what i think too to most people who live outside of utah if they're watching this when they keep hearing heather just beating the dead horse over and over and over again about her her mormon upbringing i would assume a lot of them don't give a shit or, you know, if 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 her Mormon upbringing did affect her, like, OK, why don't we talk about what what it was like? What exactly was it like when you're dropping yeah, names yeah. of of Get in the. In, yeah, when you're dropping names in episode two or, or the first episode for these, these Mormon royalty. Look. A lot of us know a lot about Mormonism, and I've never heard of these names before in my life when she's dropped these names. I was like, who who are the gays? I've never heard of them in my life. I don't know. Who they're t- I don't know who you're talking about. like, never heard of them. Um, So I would suspect that most people outside of Utah who watch this are also like who like what the hell are you people are talking you? about like no one gets it no one gets it so yeah I, I me I don't I don't see it going for the, another season I, don't, I haven't looked at the ratings or anything I don't know what the Nielsen ratings are on these shows um maybe I'll look it up later but I I'm have I'm having a hard time y'all and even if there is a second season I'll be honest with y'all I I would do not want to continue talking about this on the podcast.
1: No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. This this is a uh, I think this is a one and done deal. Even if it was great, um, you know, we were just having fun.
2: You know, our podcast yeah, is about whatever just... the hell we want it to be. That's
1: right.
0: Mike,
2: what do you think? Nah, y'all nailed it. It's like trope after trope. When was the last time you heard like someone who is like Head deep in the Catholic faith, and then they just spent the next like twenty years of their life, like, just should I, shouldn't I? Well, those Catholics they just heap on the the guilt, and it's just like this, like that's I can't, I just can't imagine like people outside of Utah being like, well, move move on, like move on, like I did great
1: yeah you know i mean maybe they should go in deeper to that's you know why is she then feeling that such guilt and attachment and like how the mormon church you know has a whole system set up to continually recruit inactive members and continue to like make them feel pressured into returning or doing or bringing their family into and like you know touch on those things why it's making her crazy that way you know because sure. that's the interesting stuff right there you know
2: yeah yeah, like is she having a nah, move? Move. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just move on. They, like, and like getting to Pedro's point, like, dude, people, like, maybe the reason why there's no, there's no arc to whatever you guys are doing is because your lives are empty.
0: Boom. Boom.
2: Like, yeah, live a that's life. It right there. Live a life. Live. Meet new people. Like pick up a hobby. Like work towards something that actually matters. Um, Yeah. No one cares. (laughs) Stop having stupid lunch parties that make no sense. That gala. At the. Stop having. Yeah, the, the Met Gala lunch party. What the hell is that? <laughs>
0: don't 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 call don't call them ghetto. As as racist, don't be calling nobody ghetto when you try to fight somebody at Volkswagen. I'm, I'm
2: no, I'm not calling it ghetto. <laughs> no, I, like, no, I'm not, it's always not not ghetto. Like they they spent a serious lot of cash on that thing.
0: Right? No, <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not saying you. I'm saying like. The show, like, don't you dare call Jen ghetto because, Remember?
1: yeah, no, they no, were no. At
0: Even though you' fighting at like,
1: Voltaire's, like, that's you that's fighting, a, yeah, right. You' fighting at a fancy ass restaurant. Like, what do you think you, it is? I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, you are um, angry. I don't know. Like, what would be a an appropriate way to frame this behavior? Hood rat shit.
0: You want some hood Ooh. rat shit? <laughs> i'll say it because that's what it is no, like, It's like i said it... before you know you're at d's on 21st and 700 east you want to go see a fight in a show there buy the d's in your breakfast it's 595 and i guarantee you if you go at two o'clock in the morning you're gonna see a fight and it's not voltaire's you, go. you see that shit at d's you don't see that shit at voltaire's oh, sorry yeah, yeah. mike go ahead
2: no and and <laughs> what was and, and the and the prohibition party the the strippers at that or the the pole not not the strippers the pole dancers. Hmm. What, what? Why? Who? Just like you guys, get your story straight. What are you doing? And...
0: I do I, I I know we're getting closer to the end of the show, but I wanted to bring up this point. You know, to my <clears throat> talking about these parties and the strippers and and the prohibition, the strippers, the pole dancers when they were leaving to that party from daybreak and all them buses, they were heading up to Park City and um Whitney's husband, he's like, what, fifty something years old, and she's thirty. Okay mm-hmm. so Joe, do you remember the club uh, in Chicago called the mid? It was on Halstead Street. Do you remember the mid? yeah, i've
1: been to the, I've been to the mid.
0: I've been there like three times. to see some shows there and the, the mids closed down. Like it's not no longer existing. It they shut down a couple down. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they it knocked down. it down. What's crazy. So when the Blackhawks won their Stanley cups, they would go there and party afterwards. Um. Anyway, that's a, that's nice. a, that's a little thing that it, yeah. But anyway, so I've been there to the show a couple there to a couple of shows there, but every time I'd go. Okay. There were always like dudes dressed up like Whitney's husband, you know, with the, with the, you know button down shirt with the long sleeve shirt and some and back then it was a little he had the striped shirts back in the day uh like this was like 10 years ago and it was always dudes you know with the second you know they have their button ups but they think like a set but, second button open and they would have like a gold chain on or something and they always had a drink in their hand and they were the same age mm-hmm. as this dude and i remember in my 20s looking at these guys and being like what the hell are these dudes doing here like what are you doing here and they would always yeah. have these girls who were like in their Younger twenties, mid twenties, just on them all the time. I remember I saw a dude like pick up this other young girl and like literally like carry her and be like, "Yeah!" Like all over the club. And I remember seeing that, be like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, I don't think I belong here anymore." <laughs> just, right? I just, yeah, nah. I felt, I felt embarrassed for them. I felt really embarrassed. And when I saw him going into the party bus or whatever, dressed the same way as those dudes, those you know 50 year old dudes were out of at the mid in Chicago. I was like, oh, no, he's one of those. No, <laughs> I can't. I'm going to judge you. I'm going to mm-hmm. judge you, bro. I'm going to judge you hard. I'm going to judge you real hard because I know exactly what type of dude you is. I mean, you're what, 50-something years old and you married a 30-year-old that you met at your uh, at your business and you cheated your wife on with her? Like, I'm sorry. I'm going to judge you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I've only been to the mid or went to the mid twice. And that was it. And like we had people we knew didn't like going to the mid for exactly what you described. They just like, nah, too many like creeper ass dudes
2: there.
0: Yeah. And he, he looks like a creeper ass dude. I actually still have war wounds from the mid from many years ago. I had a, a piece of dry ice get stuck up my sleeve uh, mm-hmm. when I was in the, yeah. And it burned the crap out of my inside on my, the inside of part of my arm. And I still have a little wow. war wound from back then. So the mid marked me for <laughs> life. You <laughs> know, All right. So anyway, y'all, anything else you guys want to share about this past episode? We got what? I think there's two more. Is there two or three more episodes left? It's two more listed, I think. Okay. cool. So there's one more before the end of the year and then there's another one or two more after the first.
1: No, they both drop the 23rd and
0: 30th. Oh, so there's two more before. Okay. All right. So we might be finishing this off um real soon well obviously i mean yeah well yeah i mean
1: the last episode will probably be after the first but
0: yeah okay cool all right well it's i mean it's been fun you know it gives us something to talk about in the podcast this is again a, a, a genre of entertainment that i do not personally and i've said this over and over again and excuse me if i sound like a broken record but i personally do not enjoy this type of entertainment or genre of entertainment but it's been fun to talk about and just to see what else is this what other type of reality tv show is out there um it's been still been a good time at least at least we all get to talk together about uh a bunch of crazy rich white people (laughs) yep so before we go y'all since this is going to be our last episode before the holiday well before christmas before the 25th so change the subject real quick do you guys have like a gift like and, and go, we can go back to like being childhood like not now you don't have to be like like for me like if somebody asked me like what's the greatest gift that i've gotten and i'll be frank like you know last year like when my son was born a year almost a year ago that was like that was my christmas gift blah 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 right sappy sh- sappy shit but really though like yeah. real like real <laughs> real like consumerism capitalism america like what was like the best gift you got as a kid and something you were like damn like you woke up and you were like this is awesome or maybe you didn't wake up maybe you knew it was coming and you were like this was the gift like this was it and maybe like do you still have it till now like is this something you still have somewhere i don't know like and if you guys yeah think about it real quick if you or if you have something in your mind um what do you got
2: i got something my uh my grandma one year gave me this like what 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 felt like was a life size uh, Hulk Hogan doll. <gasps> I, know doll. Awesome.
0: I know this doll.
2: I know this doll. And I could body slam it and it made me feel like I could actually do something in this world. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then a couple of years later she gave me an MBA jam. That was nice. pretty sweet. See.
0: So, for those who are listening, I hate playing NBA Jam with Mike. I hate it because this kid has had NBA Jam for years. And when they re released NBA Jam, was it like 10 years ago on the Nintendo Wii or whatever it was on? I was like, yo, let's play because you could play online. And I played with him. And this piece of crap, he would always go, huh, 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 and like he'd shove you. So, as soon as you threw the ball inbounds, Mike knows exactly where that b- ball is going, and he just shoves the shit out of you. So, And even when those little pills drop on NBA Jam Turbo, so like when you shove somebody, it shoves them to the other side of the court. <laughs> like he would just, <laughs> Mike knew how to shove, he knows how to shove you. And then when you do the, uh, uh, when you start throwing elbows, like you go play defense on him and Mike just throws elbows and you're on the ground and he goes and he scores on you. Yep. I Always. don't like playing. I don't like playing NBA, J with my, NBA Jam with Mike for that particular reason because he knows where to push you. He knows how to throw the bows and it's over. You're not going to beat him. So, Mike, my, when you that's a compliment that, to that you. Huh.
1: <laughs> when you made that whoa <laughs> huh noise, it brought back memories of being on the floor, Mike on the uh, <laughs> doing the elbows. <laughs> just, huh, huh, man. Huh.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah that, that was a, I, That was a life skill that she gave me. <laughs>
0: And he was always on fire because you couldn't play. You couldn't score the dude because he knew how to push you. Like you'd go pick up. Then when you go try to pick up the ball, he would run after you on turbo and push the mm. crap out of you again and keep pushing you. And steal the ball. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it made me so angry. So that's where you got it is. Uh, I have an NBA jam from that long time ago. That's awesome.
1: And you should have did them tournaments. Yeah, you should have.
0: I almost, Never broke
2: too
0: a, late. I almost broke a controller playing NBA jam with Mike because he was just he just beat you. Like you, you couldn't even score. <laughs> right? Right. It was it was like having an older brother, you know, like, you know, you have a younger brother and you're telling him to do something, you just keep pushing him away, like push, you know, grabbing him by his head, like he's trying to swing at you and you just hold him by the head so he can't swing at you, like throwing punches at you. That's what he was like on NBA jam. Like you tried to swing at Mike, but he just put his arm out and be like, Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> but he just pushed you in the game.
1: Yep. Punk.
0: (laughs) Joe, you have any uh, gifts that you recall or anything?
1: So I just got a quick little short story, and this involves a little Christmas party at my aunt's house. And my cousins, Rosie and Eric, were there because it was their house and my other aunt was there and my grandma was there and you know my parents of course you know it was Christmas you know and so you know we all had gotten like presents for everybody and they're like little like you know whatever just like we always do in dollar store shopping for everybody just kind of what we did and but then my grandma comes out from the porch with these big ass wrap boxes right and they're probably like I don't know as big as like my chest now like wide and maybe like halfway tall and i'm like dang what's in these and how she did it was and there was like and then there was this one big big one it was like really big um there was two that looked the same and then one really big one and she she put numbers on a piece of paper and put them in a hat and a kid from each the kid from each of the families picked out a number and it was my family rosie's family and i think my other aunt got to pick a number or my other uncle i can't remember who exactly was the third one and what happened was so we all picked the numbers and we go go to our box that had the numbers on it and i got one of the ones that was about the size of my chest and my aunt or uncle got the other one that was about the size of my chest and then rosie and erica got the big big one right and so everybody's kind of like Ooh, what's in the big big one and so they open theirs up and it's like this super elaborate like tea party set so it was like it was, you know, pretty cool. Like tons of like teapots and like it was huge, like you know, all laid out in the plastic and whatnot. Yeah, and it looked pretty cool. Um, we go to open ours. It's a Nintendo sixty four. No. <laughs> My uh, uh, other aunt uncle opened theirs. It's also a Nintendo sixty four she got Nintendo 64s for everybody but Rosie and Erica. (laughs) (laughs) So no lie, I loved having Nintendo 64 but for years we still talk about that story about how they didn't get a Nintendo 64 for Christmas but everybody else did.
0: It's unforgivable. It's
1: unforgivable. That's unforgivable. (laughs) So, you know. I love the 64. I played it forever. <laughs> of, course Eye, Mario. Of, course. of course you did.
0: Of course you did. Speaking of which, they released, going on with the video games, they released uh, Mario 64 for the Nintendo Switch. And I have been playing that a lot. I'm nice. finally, finally, after, you know, 20 years, I might be able to finally beat Nintendo or Mario 64. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. an awesome story. That's incredible they got t-sets
2: and <laughs> y- y'all got nintendo 64s
1: comparable 100 percent.
2: right so so rosie and eric they 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 were obviously pretty bummed about that oh yeah
1: i um i don't know like the whole details but yeah they they, they, they they're they still not happy about it like they bring it up all the time like you know your are shady grandma i'm like that's your grandma but um, <laughs> <laughs> um i think if you know, if memory serves me correct, though, I think their mom ended up like going out to get them a Nintendo sixty four after that. Because honestly,
2: like, that's a good how mom. do you,
1: like, as a parent, how do you ha- let that happen? Like, because they they had one after the fact, and I feel like my memory serves that that's the story, but um it's a little bit hazy because it's you know we were kids, like Nintendo sixty four was brand new; it was the hot shit for Christmas.
0: Good on their mom or your aunt for doing that, because that's 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 what you do as a parent you're like oh no um, no no like you got you have to yeah
1: yeah she's a g she's a real g
0: that's awesome that's a that's a fantastic story for me um there was a gift i got when i was younger you know this was when mj was i mean he still is in my opinion he still is the shit like it's mj but this is when mj was mj like he was on court and I really wanted a Michael Jordan jersey. I did not have any basketball jerseys back then. I just wanted everybody at school had Jordan jerseys or Pippin jerseys. But I really wanted a Michael Jordan jersey. So <clears throat> I asked one for Christmas and I got it. There was a Michael Jordan jersey sitting. I, it was, I woke up in the morning. It was a red jersey. I saw the 23 Jordan. And it was, I ran to it. Nice. And then I go pick it up and I flip it to the front. It's, it's Chicago in cursive. It's the old throwback uh, Michael Jordan jersey. Oh, you know, and, and me as a young kid, I didn't know because I was born in 85. Like, I don't, mean, you know, I, I, I didn't I didn't know Chicago was the cursive back then. So I was super bummed right, out. I, were, thought, I, I thought they bought me a knockoff. And I was like, oh, no, I was like, oh, and I was really unhappy about it. Um, and then I wore it to school. And then it was like in junior high. I wore it to school. and I got made fun of all day because they were like, that's wow. not because right. the kids they didn't know. They were like, that's not a real jersey. Like, that's a fake and blah, blah, blah. And I felt so bad about it. And I was like, but it's Michael Jordan. Like, how is it fake? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And this is before the internet where I could go Google, you know, Michael Jordan jerseys and see like the throwback Chicago Bulls jerseys. Mm -hmm. But I kept it anyway. I was like, you know, I'm not like, like my parents gave this to me. Like, it's a Jordan jersey. So I kept it. Yeah, I still have it in my closet. And now I'm like, yeah assholes i got a throwback michael jordan jersey sitting in my closet kiss my ass like it is in my closet and it's still up there and i ain't never giving that bad boy away it is staying in my closet until it until it gets it's worth something and even when it is worth something it's still not leaving my closet i'm keeping that till the day nice. i die now what <laughs> that's what's up so yeah i still have that
2: that's
1: awesome uh, no, i
2: remember that 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 jersey it's pretty it's a sweet jersey I I wore it, and you'd to, wear it. You'd wear it to play play basketball and all that. I did. I wore it everywhere.
0: Uh, I I actually put it on because this is you know I was tiny back then. I'm saying I'm I'm big now. Um, but I put it on recently. Like we went to a my wife and I got invited to a '90s party a couple years ago, and I was like, well, oh, "I'm gonna throw this on because it's gonna be super tight." And I put it on. Nah, it weighed. No, I was gonna rip it. Man, <laughs> so yeah, you probably didn't even get it over your head. I, I it didn't even go over my shoulders. It was just not it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> so but I still got it. It's up there. It's a champion jersey. I still got it. But nice. um yeah, man. It's cool. That's cool to share those memories. That's awesome. Um so yeah. Well, everyone who's listening, um, you know, have a happy holiday season. Uh hopefully you're doing what you can to stay jolly during the quarantine during COVID nineteen. This is getting crazy. Vaccines Apparently are coming. I don't know when I check myself on the New York times to see when I'm on the list of when I'll get a vaccine and it's, eh, yeah, I'm going to have to wait a while, but you know, when you're listening, as you're listening, do what you can to be with those who you love or whatever, with those who make you happy and uh, you know, make the best of a really crappy, crappy 2020. But uh, you know, we hope you stay with us as we're keep on recording and chugging along with this uh, season of real housewives of Salt Lake city. Once we're done with this season, though, we plan to get back to just really just talking about whatever the hell we want. I know in the future, I I, uh, I want Mike has a really cool hiking story that he had up Mount Timpanogos that I, we, I want him to talk about. Um, and uh, we'll be just be going into a bunch of other crazy shit that we've done. And, uh, you know, like we say in the show, we want to invite you for the ride. So uh, with that being said, please follow us on the Twitter page. We're at uh, Dos E2. That's D-O-S-Y-T-W-O. And make sure you follow us on whatever streaming platform you use. We're on all of them. And give us that follow, like I said, on the Facebooks or on the Twitter page. And we will talk to you later, y'all.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. But I do want to make a point of something um, regarding pop 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 sorry you might you might be hearing my laundry machine beeping can you hear it
1: No lie no lie i thought that was mine
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay that's why i started muting myself because i kept looking at i kept glancing over to my dryer being like oh crap i have like a minute left when is it gonna go
2: off um (laughs) nice